This is Emily. And this is Sarah. And this is Sisters Take a Side on the DC Mansion Murders Part 2. Girl. (laughs) Hello. Today might not be the day. I am sensing, um, yeah, I'm sensing that from you. (laughs) Okay. Do you know why? Um, I believe there's a stapler as the main character. Okay. I can't even get into that. There's a, there's a problem with a stapler at where I, I, I don't have time. No. You know why I'm in a mood today? Tell me everything. Cause I just spent two hours this morning reading about fucking Darren Wint. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, and I'm not happy. Okay, I'm the sorry. notes have a lot of lot of ca- all caps, a lot of yelling in this episode. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm seeing that. He, <laughs> so she, <laughs> Sarah's like, I'm closing I'm, down. This. I'm seeing I'm this on your nine pages of notes, guys. Okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Um, We're going to get through this. What are we doing here today, Sarah? Why are are we here? What are we doing? Well, we are wrapping up. um, It is part two of our two-part DC mansion murders case. Yes. Yes, we are. So let's just dive right in with like a little recap from where we left off last week. Okay. And I have a note from last week that I would like to also begin with. So you go ahead with the recap and then I will share my note and we will jump in. Yes. So just recapping us real quick, guys. Remember, we are talking about the uh, DC Mansion murders. Um, So the murders of Sava, Amy, and Philip Savopoulos and their housekeeper, Vera Figueroa. Um, they were brutally murdered and their house was set on fire. And when we left off with you guys, remember last time we ran through um, the timeline, which um, guys, we got a lot of like really nice feedback from you guys about how much you enjoyed that timeline. So thank you. Um, We ran through the timeline and where we left off is that the police were doing some DNA testing on some evidence found and they found DNA from uh, our guy, Darren Wint. So, yeah, and so this is where I have a note because I was like, I was thinking about it and I was like, what idiot with a criminal record, i.e. someone who would be in CODIS does something mm-hmm. like this. Like, and I think that's my yes. like interest in true crime, right? Is like the psychology behind it. Like what makes someone yes. do this? So well, I just want to throw I, that in. I have to say, I think you're going to be really unsatisfied with the end of this case then because we have so many unanswered questions about why the hell he did this. Great. Love that. So journey love that everyone. journey for us. So, well, so you're going to love this then talking about like, why would someone with a criminal history do this? Girl, I have like a full, like 27 bullets about his criminal history. Like <gasps> this guy, so like this was this not is just like, like, yeah, like this is not just like, oh, he got a traffic ticket once guys. So this is like a criminal history he is i was about to say smooth criminal but he's not he's actually a fucking idiot <laughs> great okay well um, like, let's do this let's we just want to go ahead and do this so yeah. okay here's where we have to start we have to start with like who is darren Wynn and like do we care and like i don't but fine here we go um darren Wynn was born on november 27th 1980 in ghana um he came to the U.S. on a green card in 2000, which would be expired by the time all of this goes down. So great. 
Love that journey for him. Um, I don't know why I have this in here. He is five eight and one hundred and sixty pounds. I don't. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Thanks um, for that. Why am I like writing a like dating profile for Darren? Uh, fucking win. Great question. I don't know. Well, you are very good at writing dating profiles, um, <gasps> as I am very well aware. I, so I am very good at writing dating profiles. <laughs> You're welcome, girl. I got your back. So he has um, six siblings. He has three brothers and three sisters, and. Wow. I mentioned this only because it comes into play later. He also has two half-brothers, um, Stefan and Daryl. So Stefan and Darren share a mother, while Daryl and Darren share a father. Wow. Okay. With me so far? Uh-huh. Okay. So Went tried to become a Marine at one point, and this just, like, didn't work out. And, like, again, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care <laughs> Well, I mean, if he has, like, questionable visa status, then, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I am now going to get into his criminal history. So great. In 2009, he was convicted of assaulting his girlfriend. Um, in 2010, he was convicted of malicious destruction of property when he broke into a woman's house that he was dating and threatened to kill her and her infant. Um, and he just like destroyed her apartment, like trashed her apartment. So, jeez, okay. Love that. In tw- again in 2010, busy year for our guy. He was arrested again for I shit you not sitting on a dumpster at a gas station while holding a BB gun and a machete. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what? Yeah. I see. He also has like four other arrest records from New York City for various shit, like including violating restraining order against like another <laughs> girlfriend. Like, ladies, stay away from this guy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. And in March of 2015, so remember that's three months before or two months before um, this crime happened, Went was arrested in D.C. for receiving stolen property. And at the time, he used the name of his half-brother, Stefan, when, like, when they arrested him. Mm-hmm. So he, like, gave his brother's name. And they were like, girl, no, you're fucking Darren Went, and we hate you. So let me stop there and ask for your thoughts on our, our friend Darren Went here. <laughs> um like can you tell how much i don't care about him i feel like that was like the worst overview ever but like i just don't care like i just truly do not care i am yeah i'm getting a a good picture of this guy um all of these criminal so uh, how long had he been in the u.s so he came in 2000 so, so at the time saying, of the, like, at the murders, he'd been here 15 years. But at the time that he started getting arrested, he's here, like, what, nine years, 10 years? So he was, what, 20 when he came to the U.S.? So he's, like, a, an yes. adult. Yeah, grown-ass yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering if there is, like, some, like, maybe mental instability happening here. Um, cause like that's yes. just a lot of things to be doing in a short amount of time. If you're like mentally well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, possibly. I mean, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, yes. Right. I mean, no mentally sane person does what he does. Like, right. I mean. Yeah. Especially so. knowing what he's going to go on to do. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's kind of like, let's place Darren, like what was Darren doing in May of 2015, right? So Mm -hmm. leading up to these crimes, like what, what was this asshole doing? So, um, he was living with his dad and stepmom 
who, oh, by the way, happened to live a few hundred yards away from the church where Amy's blue Porsche would eventually be set on fire. Blue Porsche. Um, yeah, and he was living with his dad and stepmom because he'd been kicked out of his mother's house after threatening to kill everyone in the house over some dirty dishes. So, mm. great. Um, at his trial, his stepmom, Pamela, P- Pamela, you like that? Pamela, okay. Pamela. <laughs> His stepmom, Pamela, hi Pam, um, testified that Darren was basically like a lazy sack of shit. Um, According to her, he would wake up at 5 a.m. each day. He would go to look for work as like a day laborer. Um, He'd come home around 10 a.m. He'd go to the gym and then spend the rest of the day bumming around on social media. So Hmm. now you might be asking yourself, why is this this, like upstanding citizen, Darren, working, looking for work every day? Why is he not gainfully employed? (laughs) Okay, well, that's because he's been fired from literally every job he's ever had, including a job as a welder at American Ironworks, mm, which, if you okay. remember from last episode, is Saba's company. So I dug into this a little bit. Darren worked there for like a really short amount of time, for like a couple of months in 2005. So he was fired in 20, 2005 for not showing up to work, which guys, that's 10 years prior to this murder. So like on one hand, like, yes, it's interesting he worked there. On the other hand, that's a long ass time to hold a grudge. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, do we call that motive? I mean, that's motive with a question mark to me. To me, like that puts him in proximity to the Savopolis family, but motive, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's motive question mark for me. The other thing I'm thinking too is that, like, with this guy's record, like, of course, like HR Sarah jumps in, like, what kind of, like, what background checks is he passing, if any? Like, girl, I don't, know. I mean, <laughs> especially be a welder, you want this guy carrying around like dangerous fire tools? Like, yeah, I, but ugh. again, that was 2005, right? So, like, his first like major arrest didn't happen until 2009. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But but yeah, Sava, maybe invest in some background checks. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. So now, okay. So remember, the police have like identified Darren almost immediately, right? They're like, this is our guy. So what they start doing in the days after the murders is like piecing together. Okay. What was Darren doing during this like two day period? Right. So mm-hmm. they're able to subpoena his cell phone records. Right. Cause obviously he's like a prime suspect. So they, they start kind of like running through some stuff about Darren. Right. And remember this is all prior to his arrest. So Darren who used Facebook up to 70 times a day, me too, girl. Jesus leading up to the murders had a total social media blackout for about 36 hours starting at 6 a.m on may 13th and continuing to 6 p.m on may 14th so of course this Mm. is during the time period the murder happening Mm -hmm. um his stepmom pam will later testify that darren never came home on the 13th he was out all night long um he gave no like reason or like didn't really disclose his whereabouts And then on May 14th, so remember this would be after the house fire was set, Darren was seen on security footage making purchases at Walmart with his brother, Daryl, in $100 bills. Hmm. And just remember, this is a guy that has no job, right? Right. Is suddenly showing up with $100 bills. Okay. So on May 17th, Darren leaves Maryland to go to New York City to visit his girlfriend, Vanessa. And now this is where it just gets like nuts. 
Darren and Vanessa just go on a total spending spree. Shopping, fancy dinners, getting Vanessa's hair done. Um, Darren gives Vanessa $1,500 cash to pay her rent. He buys her a new iPhone, all of this stuff. Jeez. girl, I have questions for you. Your boyfriend doesn't have a job, but he shows up with all of this cash and you don't have any thoughts about this? Yeah. So, so let me ask thinking... you, Sarah, like, <laughs> would that, would that like raise a red flag for you? Um, probably. I mean, it's hard to say because like, I mean, we don't know Like, does, did she know he didn't have a job? Like, what is their relationship like? Like, I don't yeah, know. This She knew he's... he didn't have a job. Okay. She did? I mean, like for I mean, sure. She did yeah, she did not she knew that he did not have a job. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. But even even if he did. Like, I mean, you have a boyfriend who has a job. If your boyfriend suddenly showed up with just like thousands of dollars and a $100 bills, wouldn't you be like, um <laughs> I would be like, wow. <laughs> Sarah's like real estate market's just really doing great, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god. You probably would, I mean, wouldn't you? I- yeah, like, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know. I, but to me, this says that, like, this crime was definitely financially motivated. Like, yes, he did this for the money. Um, yes. Which, you know, like, fine, I, are, I guess. Are you taking Darren Wynn's side on this? Are we going to have to add no. Darren Wynn to your shirt here? <laughs> no, but I will tell you this. So this guy oh, is God. garbage for what he did, 100%. Um. I do kind of oh, feel God. bad <laughs> yeah. for him. I mean, oh, I still no. called him a lazy sack of shit. Like, I was like, that's terrible. <laughs> no, like, I called him a lazy sack of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like, I don't know. Like, I, are I you for real right now? I cannot tell no, you. I mean, he's this garbage. As, like, a bit he's, for the show if you're for real right now. He's absolute garbage for what he did. I just feel kind of bad for him because I think that there's um, a lot of mental health problems here that were never addressed. And like, this is, that's what he, this is what he's turned out to be. And that makes me sad for him. Do you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for the Zavopoulos family too. I feel bad for Philip Zavopoulos. That's who I feel bad for. Yes, Emily, I do too. Okay. Unreal. Make me the monster here. Darren Wynn is obviously the monster. Both things okay. can be true at one uh, time. Let's let's get into it. So, okay. so he's on this like spending spree in New York City, right? And meanwhile, the police are back in DC, like putting together their case. Okay. So on no on May 20th, um, Darren went, pays an <clears throat> immigration attorney eleven hundred dollars in cash to sort out his like green card issue, right? So he was like literally about to be deported from the country. And he needed a lawyer to, like, figure this out for him, right? So this was, like, this was a big, I think, a big motivator for him, right? He needed money to pay this lawyer. So he shows up to the lawyer's office with his $100 bills and is like, here, girl, sort sort this out for me. So no problem. Why would he go to an immigration attorney to sort out legal problems? uh, Because he's having problems with his green card. What are you you talking about? I mean, just, like, did your brain just, like, stop working? An immigration attorney does immigration law, not legal law. Right. He's, but he, so let me be more clear. He was, he went to the immigration attorney because he was having problems with his green card. Remember his green card had expired 
And they right. were like, we're going to deport you. And so he went to an immigration attorney to try and like fight deportation. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. What's happening to you? I mean, I think it's just the way I read it. It just didn't didn't click. Okay. Because he clearly has legal problems too. <laughs> he clearly <laughs> has issues with the law. So He's I don't know why. <laughs> he has a lot of issues. I'm just trying to sort them all out. Wow. So this is where it gets wild. So that night on the 20th, Darren is laying in bed with Vanessa watching TV in her apartment when his wanted photo shows up on the TV. I cannot. That's a really bad loss. Can you imagine? Like, what would you you do if you were Vanessa? Well, and this is where I'm sorry, but I have some questions for Vanessa and I'm going to take a hot take on Vanessa later. But Vanessa's like, oh, look, that's my boyfriend Mm. on TV. Like, that's so great. And so the two quickly leave her apartment and go to a local hotel to avoid the police. Vanessa, (laughs) I have questions. Yeah, that does not look good for our girl Vanessa, I'm going to be honest. So the police do show up out of Vanessa's apartment that night, right? Like, they they, they know Mm. who they're looking for. They know who Darren Went is. But the couple isn't there. Um, so at some point in the evening, Darren actually calls his dad who remember lives in, in DC or I'm sorry, lives in Maryland. Um, and his dad answers the phone and is like, hi, Darren. Um, the police are here at the house looking for you. (laughs) And Darren goes, oh, why? What? Huh? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? And so his, his dad is the one that tells him there's a warrant out for his arrest. And Darren's like, weird, that's crazy. Who would who would think that? Oh, my God. So Darren leaves New York City at this point, telling Vanessa he's going to turn himself in. Like, obviously, he's not doing that. Like, what the fuck? He's not doing that. But yeah. the police, <laughs> like, what the fuck? The police eventually do track his stupid ass down to, like, a cheap ass motel in Maryland. And so, like, the police are, like, swarming the hotel. And at this point, like, Darren leaves the motel. He's, like, with a bunch of buddies of his. And I'm, like, what is happening? What is happening? (laughs) What friends are showing up at this hotel and being, like, dude, the police are here for you. You want to get in my car? Are you kidding me? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Darren and his friends leave this motel. And they take the police on this, like, crazy chase through D.C., right? Because the police are, like, oh, my God, this guy killed four people. Like, what the fuck? So. Yeah. But they're finally pulled over and Darren is detained by police. Um, and in the car that Darren was in, there was a bag of, of $10,000 in money orders plus about $7,000 in cash. And Darren's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. At one point, mm. I, I read this um, in an article. At one point, he tried to tell the police he won the lottery. <laughs> At the, so the police bring him into custody, right? And this is what Order. I thought. It makes note of the fact that they think Darren had help with this crime. Like, it very clearly says, like, Darren and his accomplice. This is what's crazy. So they're like, well, shit, who would have helped Darren Wint do this crime? Oh, I know who. Jordan Wallace, Saba's assistant. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. Poor Jordan. I know. So, So now... Let's so now we have to like get into Jordan a little bit because guys, Jordan was a suspect for like months in this case, right? I know. So Jordan was the son of a DC police officer and he was a former race car driver and instructor. 
I, this poor, I just, oh my God, this poor guy. He was 28 years old at the time this happened. So at this point, like the police are thinking like that Jordan could be good for this, right? Like not only was he hired mere months before this happened, he also has like intimate knowledge of the family, right? And they right. already think they're like, this, this person who did this had to have known the family's routine. They had to have known that they were wealthy Plus, like, Jordan had Sava's total trust, right? Like, they were yeah. very, very close. So, and then, of course, you have our guy Jordan who took a photo of the of the cash. And I just, like, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, and this is, like, I feel terrible. Like, I see myself in Jordan so much, right? Like, I feel terrible. Like, yeah. Jordan also, like, he did. He told some lies to the police during his four-and-a-half interview with them. Four-and-a-half-hour mm. interview. But it's, like, really little stupid things, right? Like, he changed his account of how, like, the whole money thing went down. Like, you know, originally he said he was like, oh, Sava texted me Thursday morning when really Sava texted him Wednesday night. He initially told the police that Ted gave him the money in an envelope, but really it was Jordan that put the money in the envelope. So, like... (laughs) I don't know. That doesn't seem like, like that to me is like, I'm nervous and don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't that like, those are not big things to me. Yeah. So the police, I'm like, poor Jordan, the police search his phone and his car, his house, everything. Um, gasoline was detected in the back of Jordan's car, but he explains this away by saying like, look, I am a race car instructor and driver. Like, I'm often covered in gasoline, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, like, but, like, tough look, right? Because they knew an accelerant yeah. had been used to start that fire. And then one of the titles of Sava's sports cars was found in Jordan's car. And they're like, oh, were you trying to, like, steal his car? But Jordan claims that he was the one that was responsible for renewing the registration on the vehicle, which is why he had it. So mm-hmm. I say all of this because, Sarah, you are our queen of, like, You're not into (laughs) circumstantial evidence, right? And I put this in here because in this instance, like, you're right. This is all kind of circumstantial evidence. But, like, Jordan had nothing to do with this. Jordan didn't do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. Now, and I included this this section just for you. Great. So we have our hard evidence against our guy, Darren, right? But now mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little list of circumstantial evidence against our guy, Darren, because I know you love that shit. <laughs> Are you ready? All right. Lay it on me. Let me see. I'm going to pretend like I don't know his DNA matched. Okay. Pretend like and, and see if you would convict him based on solely the circumstantial evidence. You ready? Okay. Okay. A man matching Darren's description was seen walking away from the Porsche. Yes or no? Are you convicting based on that? Yes or no? Um, give give me a quick yes or no as I run no. through this. Okay, two lawn guys from the Australian ambassador's house. Hi guys, <laughs> saw a man matching Darren's description enter the Savopolis home through the garage door around noon on the fourteenth, and it looked like he had either like opened the garage door himself using like a little clicker, or someone from inside was opening it for him, almost like he had an accomplice. So no. yes or no? No. Okay. In the days after, this is my favorite one. In the days after the murders, uh, Went made some questionable searches on his phone, including, and I quote, 10 best hideout cities for fugitives, five countries with no extradition agreements with the U.S., how to beat a lie detector, how to reset an iPhone. Yes or no? 
No. Okay. Uh, he texted Vanessa a picture of two iPhones, just like the ones missing from the Savopolis house. Yes or no? Warmer. Yes. Okay. Vanessa will later testify that when he showed up at her home, he was wearing a sweatshirt that was covered in blood, and Darren claimed that he had just cut himself. Yes or no? No. Based okay, now, on the blood now, not being tested. Now put that all together, all of those points of circumstantial evidence. Are you convicting Darren Went? Yes or no? <sighs> yes. Really? I don't know because I don't know See, because it's tough because I already know that like know. he's the guy who did it. Like See, here's the thing. I don't think that circumstantial evidence is really all that compelling. I mean, I think the only thing that is like compelling is the picture of the iPhones. The, the iPhones. Yeah, because it's yeah. like pictures of stolen property. Yeah. Yeah, because that like ties him back to like that ties him to being there. Right. I mean, we all know like witness like firsthand accounts aren't like not typically reliable. So like the yes. the the two um you know matching just you know person matching his description at the house yeah that means like, yeah that doesn't Nothing. really mean anything I mean the Google searches like those don't look good for him but like haven't we all made some questionable Google searches like that I'm, again I to mean... me like isn't strong enough <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean I, I, I know um. Yeah, I think it's the the iPhone picture was the strongest piece here for me. Okay. Well, so I so I'm the prosecutor, say, right? And I've got my hard evidence. I've got my circumstantial evidence. And in 2018, I'm a fucking nail this guy. <laughs> so, in 2019, they moved to trial. Darren is charged with over 20 counts of murder, kidnapping, burglary, just all kinds of stuff, right? He plead now here's here's what's crazy. Not only does my guy plead not guilty, not only does he say like he had absolutely nothing to do with this, he goes ahead and sets up his two half brothers, Stefan and Daryl, and our good friend Jordan Wallace. Oh my god. So and this is what's crazy. Like leading up to this, right? The prosecution was ready to like make the case that Darren did this and he might've had help. Right. Like the prosecution could have bought into that, Mm -hmm. but the defense like flipped it on his head by saying, no, no, not like he, he wasn't, he didn't do this with accomplices. And he also wasn't an accomplice himself. He was completely innocent of this, which like, (laughs) I honestly think is their biggest mistake. The defense's mistake. Because had they just gone in and been like, oh, yeah, he was an accomplice to this. And that's why his DNA was there, right? I think, it, I, you know, I I think that could have been believable. But, yeah. But what happens is our guy Darren takes the stand in his own fucking defense and he tells them this <laughs> wild story. So can I, I have to tell this story. Please I have to tell me everything. What our, what our friend Darren th- says happened this day. Okay. So Darren says that his brother, Daryl, which like I know is confusing. So I'm going to call Darren our criminal here. I'm going to call him by his last name, Went, going through this because it just gets confusing. So Daryl promised Went that he had work for him the day of the 13th, right? And they meet up that morning around 6 a.m. 
And when Wint gets there, Daryl is like, oh, just kidding. I don't have any work for you, but I really want to use your van for the day and I'll pay you for it. And so Wint is like, oh, shit, that sounds good. No problem. So he has Daryl drop Wint off with a friend. And, oh, whoops, Wint just happens to leave his cell phone in the van that his brother Daryl is driving. Oh, bummer. So crazy. So he can't – that's why he can't be on social media all day, guys. His his brother has his cell phone. Um, and Wint goes ahead and gets drunk with his friend the whole day. He passes out. And before, guys, before he knows it, he wakes up and it's the 14th. He was asleep the whole time. Okay. Mm. Okay. So Daryl on the 14th picks up Went in a blue Porsche. <laughs> wow. That's wow. so nice. And is like, no problem. I've got work for you today. Like le- I have legitimate work for you today. And so Went is like, that sounds great. And Daryl hands him a construction vest to put on while he's sitting in the Porsche. Hmm. So they drive the blue Porsche to the Savopolis home and Went goes right inside, but but Sarah, he just stays in the foyer, okay? Like, he's just mm-hmm. in the foyer. So he doesn't, like, hear or see anything weird. Like, you know, nothing to see here. You know, remember the foyer that had all those bags thrown everywhere? No, no, nothing, nothing weird here. So Sure. But, but he is, like, really hungry. Okay, God, he's so hungry. So he eats a piece of pizza that he sees, like, laying around. Right? He's like, oh, uh-huh. there's a box of peas. I'm just going to eat some of this. No problem. So <laughs> that's when his brother Daryl tells him, well, there's no job here. Me and, and Stefan, the other brother, are just going to rob the place. Right? No problem. We're just going to rob this place. But when, because he is like a really good guy, right? He's like, guys, I'm not, I'm not going to rob this place. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right? Uh-huh. And so he leaves the house walking by our friends at the Australian ambassador's house, the long guy, saying, hey, good to see you. Here I am. And he starts walking away. He's like, I'm too good for this. Okay? But his brother Daryl drives by him again, picks him up in the blue Porsche, and is like, dude, okay, fine. We won't rob the house, but I need you to help me burn this Porsche. And Wynn's like, oh, okay, fine. I'll help you burn the Porsche. Okay. So they go, they set the Porsche on fire. Daryl gives Wint $6,000 and two iPhones as payment for letting him borrow his van that day. End of story. Huh. That's, Interesting. That's what happened, Sarah. That's what happened. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about that? I just have this vision of like a jailhouse, this pu- probably public defender. <laughs> I know. I right. Know. Sitting know. here and, and, and Darren being like, all right, listen, listen, listen. This is the story. Like, this is what happened. And the public defender's like, fuck, man, that's a great story. I love it. I love it. Well, okay, I'm so glad you say that because what I find hilarious is so, like, Darren went – remember, Darren's DNA was found on the pizza. It was found on a construction vest. And it was also found on a knife in the house. And I just, like, love imagining his lawyers getting so lazy that he was like, oh, fuck. I don't yeah. know. We, we can't come up with an explanation for the DNA yeah. on the knife. Let's just forget well, it. Well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Your story is so good already. Like, best defense yeah. we have. Like, I just – what are we doing here? Like, what a yeah. waste of time for everyone because there's so many points in that that could be, like, easily disproved. Right. My, here's here's one thing I did think of listening to this. How yes. did if the house was on fire? Yes. 
And like, remember how you said like that one bedroom had like burnt like completely through and like, yes. yes. Where was the pizza and all? Like, how did the how did the pizza survive this fire? So the pizza was actually in the bedroom where the three adults were found, which like, yes, was like, you know, there was smoke and there was all of that, but it it was salvageable. So remember the room that was like most burnt to the ground was the bedroom that Philip was in. Right. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So like the house itself was still standing. It was just like, obviously been like gutted by fire. Mm. But remember, like, the fire was set, and within an hour, the firefighters were there putting it out. I mean, it's not like yeah. this fire okay. raged for, you know, days. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I was just, like, I was just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's terrible. Like, that, any, any, anyone, a first-year law student could blow through that and, just, like. Just, like, rip that apart. Yeah. That's just an affront to everyone's senses. Oof. So this is the story that Darren tells on the stand, right? He just throws Mm -hmm. his two brothers just straight under that that moving bus. Yeah, wow. And what I think is interesting, so the reason he included his brother Stefan in all of this is remember, Stefan and Darren share a mother, which means they Mm. have the same mitochondrial DNA. And mitochondrial DNA was the only DNA that that was pulled off of the construction vest. So at one point, his defense attorneys were trying to argue, well, that that could be Stefan's hair. And it's like, girl, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) All right. Well, like, okay, so, like, what are Stefan and the other brothers, like, story? Like, where were they that day? Like, where are their – where's their time card? You know what I mean? Like, like that's so easily disprovable. Yeah, so – Perfect. Thank you for bringing that up. So the prosecutors use phone data to show that Daryl was literally nowhere near the house at the time of the crimes. Ironically enough, it's a pizza delivery that like kind of proves his alibi. He was in Maryland ordering pizza in the middle of all of this. Which I think I mean, is kind of the pizza ironic. of it all. The like this family must love pizza. Love a good pizza. Um, and our friend Stefan was at work in DC painting a dorm room during the time of the murder. So like they both have pretty good, like, I won't say airtight alibis, but like they both have pretty good alibis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I went back to my poor friend, Jordan. (laughs) So Jordan like obviously has to like testify and he cried on the stand talking about like how much he loved Sava and that he was like, I have no clue who the Wint brothers are. Like, you know, because the defense is like, when your best friend, Darren and Daryl Wint. He's like, I don't know who those people are. Oh, my right? God. I know. So the prosecution, like, comes to his defense and uses cell phone evidence to prove that, like, he also was just nowhere near the scene of the crime. Like, he mm. just wasn't. Right. So I just... <laughs> The prosecution, like, closes out their case by having the medical examiner testify. And I'm just going to say this all quickly because this all sucks. Um, Sava had been stabbed through the neck with a large blade and beaten with a baseball bat. Um, Mm -hmm. Amy had been stabbed eight times and her neck was slit in addition to being beaten with a baseball bat. Um, She also had really bad defensive bruising on her hands, including a bruise on her ring finger, where it was clear that her attacker had tried to pull off her wedding ring. Um, Mm. Philip had been stabbed three times and beaten with a baseball bat. Uh, Vera, who had the least severe injuries, was beaten as well and seemed to have suffered a heart attack, like, during all of this. And that might be why... She had the least amount of like physical injuries. So, yeah. 
<sighs> I know. So the jury walks away from the courtroom with all of that. They deliberate for 20 hours and found Darren went guilty on all 20 counts. The judge mm. gave him four consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. And I feel nothing. Goodbye. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh, during his appeal, um, of course, of course, Darren appealed this. Um, but luckily in 2022, his conviction was upheld. Um, the judge did concede that, like, his defense team should have been allowed to call a few additional witnesses during the original trial. But the judge said, like, the, the evidence was so overwhelming against Darren that, like, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. So, I don't – so, I guess, like, here's my – I mean, obviously my side is, like, I think he did this. But, like, I do have a lot of questions about why. So, like – yeah. Here's the best I can come up with, right? For Darren, like, his life was a shithole, right? He was in legal trouble. He was in, like, immigration status trouble. He was about to be kicked out of his dad's house. He had no job. He had no money. And so he was trying to come up with what I I think he wanted to, like, burglarize the house, right? But why the Savopolis house? I don't know. Like... Is it that the Savopolis family were the only rich family he knew? That seems really hard to believe. Like, I don't know why them. And and it just seems like things really got out of hand. Like, it doesn't seem to me like his intention was to kill four people, right? Yeah. Because Sava got him the money. Like, why kill them? So yeah. I'm left with a lot of questions, but I have no questions about Darren's guilt here. So. Yeah. What so tell me what you're thinking. Take a side here. Yeah, so I I agree. I think he he is the one who did this. Um you know, I mentioned earlier I feel kind of bad for the guy. Yeah, I you regret I can, saying that now. <laughs> it's not that I regret saying it. I I do think multiple things can be true at one time. I think yes. he's a monster and I think he's absolute garbage. Um but this is a crime of desperation to me and to push to have someone be in such a state of desperation that like they wind up, this is the outcome. Um, that, that, I mean, that's like, I I find that sad that like, yeah, someone, someone's life is in, you know, such a rock bottom and they don't, aren't equipped with the skills to pull themselves out and like Mm. resort to this type of thing happening. I mean, it's tragic on so many different levels, right? Like, it's tragic for the Savopolis family, obviously. It's tragic for the two daughters, you know, who are still alive. It's, you know, I I do think it's tragic for for this guy's family, for Darren's family. I think, you know, I think he can be garbage, but I think he can also be really ill at the same time. Yeah. Um, it doesn't excuse what he did. No. It doesn't make it better. Um, it doesn't, like, absolve him of it. But I think, like, when we say, you know, there's so many questions, I think, like, a lot of those answers kind of lie in who this guy was as a person. Um, so you see it more as, like, a mental health thing than that, that he was just, like, a psychopath. I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing, though? No, I mean, you can have a variety of, like, mental illnesses and not be, a, like, you know what I mean? And not be, like, a sadist or a psychopath. 
Like, I guess you're, you see it as a mental health issue, not like evil, not just like that this guy's like pure evil. No, I, I think that, I think you have to have some type of evil in you to do this, but the fact that he was at the house for so long and after getting the money and then killing them and then setting it on fire, like those are all things desperate people do when like it has just snowballed so far past their control. Like to your point, he didn't have to kill them. Right. He got the money. Like, you know, he could have been gone and like out in the wind and this company would be out. What? Four hundred thousand dollars, like you know, forty thousand, yeah, forty thousand, like, and like forty thousand dollars, like, I know, that's such a small amount, I guess, like in the grand scheme of like the whole thing. Well, and that's what like it breaks my heart thinking about it because it's like you know, I've been thinking like, why were Amy and Sava so compliant? Like, why were they doing? And it's like because they thought he was gonna let them go. Like, you know what I mean? In my yeah. mind, it was like, I'm going to get him the money and he's going to leave. He's going to let us go. And, and I it, think a part of Darren thought that too. Mm, yeah. And then it just, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe Sava tried to like. Yeah. Maybe, you know, with like a last ditch, like hero effort of like trying to get his family out and Darren snap. I mean, who knows? Like, we don't know what happened in that house. I also Um, wonder, and this is pure speculation, I wonder if at some point Sava recognized Darren. Maybe. But, like, 10 years? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Or or Darren said something that made Sava go, wait a minute. Right. Do I know you? Did you work for me? You know what I mean? Like, made a connection in some way, and then Darren was like, well, shit, I can't, you know. Well, and I also wonder, so, like, after you know hearing the the autopsy right i wonder if when vera had that heart attack mm-hmm. and she you know presumably died from yeah. the, the heart attack if that was when the snowball started rolling downhill right because in his, like, in his oh, mind fuck. he's like i've already killed one person one person's already dead like yeah i can't let these three other people live i can't let this house stand like you know i wonder yeah. if um, but to but to go to kill a kid, I mean, I, I I it takes a certain level of like cold bloodedness to kill a child. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy he's he's garbage for sure. Well, now I'm just left feeling just kind of like sad. <laughs> I know. I, just, I don't like this. Any uh, any final thoughts on this one? No. I mean, I'm glad he's in jail. So we're probably where he belongs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> God. Good job, Em. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. Yeah, I'm a little bummed out, to be honest I'm sorry. With you. I feel like I really did ruin both of our days. No, it's okay. I mean, we knew what we were getting ourselves into, you know? Oh my God, you're so sad. Wait, let me fix your I problem. So let me no. help you. It's okay. Oh, God. God. For the rest of the day. <laughs> well, okay, great. Um, what are you, what titillating case are you going to bring to us next week, Sarah? Well, I think I need to bring the room up a little. So I think we need a, gonna be need good. a light one. We need like Britney Spears or something. One. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's fun. 
I mean, it's lighter than this. It is lighter than this, I guess. Jesus. God. <laughs> fair. Uh, okay, so you don't want to say what you're doing next week? No, not yet. I'm going to surprise you with it. Okay, okay. Um, what about our listener question of the week? I have one pulled up. Do you have one? Perfect. Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, our listener question of the week is... Uh, <laughs> This is funny. Um, sisters, are you taking a vacation together this year? Sarah. We're taking a vacation we together. We are. You guys, we're going on vacation in September, first week of September. Um, yes. And we are so st- stoked. Are we going to record? I was record... just trying to say psyched and stoked. Psyched and stoked. Are we going to record an episode while we're there? I think we can, right? Yeah, I don't know. Can, are we? Maybe we can have some family on the show. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to write in and tell us what a fucking bummer both of us are today, um, Sarah, how would you do that? Well, you could do that in two different ways. You could either send us an email at sisters.take.a.side at gmail.com or you could reach out to us on Instagram, slide into our DMs at sisters take aside underscore podcast. Indeed. Um, I'm going to be honest, you'll probably get a faster response on Instagram. You will 100% get a faster response on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we love you. Thanks for listening. Um, rating, review, all that, you know, whatever, whatever we're supposed to say, do all that. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch Thanks you next for week. listening, guys. Go do something fun. Oh my God. Like, go have a nice snack or an ice cream cone or something. I'm going to go have a nice snack. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>